G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. I wonder if you ever ask why it is that some Christians appear to be very half-hearted with their faith and others seem to have such a significant and solid faith in God and His Word as powerful and trustworthy. We might put it down to a secular way of thinking that somehow or other permeates the beliefs of some Christians and even the activities of some churches. Let's talk about what is called theological liberalism today. Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch has been writing about this sort of liberalism and we'll get a bit of a definition of what that's all about. Bill Muhlenberg, welcome back to 2020. Great to be back. Bill, when we talk about liberalism, it's yep. that word liberal means different things in different places. What does it mean when we're talking about our faith in God? Yes, well, you're right. It can be used differently. Political liberalism is often, you know, those on the left side of politics, radical stuff. But when we speak of theological liberalism, that's more of a defined uh, situation wherein those who, well, don't have a really high view of Scripture... A uh, much more humanistic understanding of Christianity, so they will tend to even, well, certainly doubt that the Bible is God's inspired and errant word, certainly. And usually many of the things that we have to associate with Christ, you know, he's the Son of God, uh, born of a virgin, miracle worker, you know, all the supernatural events, including his resurrection. Uh, depending on what kind of liberal you are, but much of that, if not all of it, is basically denied by uh, theological liberals. They really want to run with the line was uh, the line that he was a oh, you know a nice kind of moral teacher. He was a you know a good example, just another great religious leader like so many, but he certainly wasn't somebody who could uh, walk on water, do miracles, and he certainly didn't rise from the dead. So. Uh, it's, well, as some have said, it's uh, taking all the God words, taking all the Bible words, but really stripping them of their meaning. Uh, so it's a, it really is a fake news version, I guess, of Christianity, stripping it of all the, the stuff that most Christians have always believed. When you say fake news, a fake news version of Christianity, and uh, when we understand where that terminology yep. has come from. It's like uh, people have been telling lies about Christianity. Yep. And is this theological liberalism the same as telling lies as to what the truth might be? Mm. Well, it certainly is. If uh, I mean, you and I, and hopefully uh, the great majority of your listeners, know that by Christianity, we made certain things. That includes, you know, a triune God who created the world, uh, sent his son Jesus, who performed real miracles, died a cruel death on the cross after three days rose again. Those are all basics of the faith. So if you come along claiming to be a Christian leader or minister or theologian, 
and yet deny all those basics, uh, whether virgin birth, the miraculous, the resurrection, well, yeah, you're telling lies for God. You're certainly not telling biblical truth. You're distorting the Word of God. You're uh, effectively uh, pushing, uh, well, what the enemy would want to push, lies about God, but it's certainly not the Christianity of the Bible. Bill, when you talk about separating the ethics of Jesus from the teachings of Jesus, and you describe Jesus, as some do, uh, as this loving and good teacher, uh, nice human being, someone you'd like to get to know, uh, but then the teachings of Jesus take him into a different uh, level where at times the teachings of Jesus become uh, quite confronting, compelling, even offensive at times. Yep. Yeah, well, that's what we could say is one of the oldest uh, tricks in the book that the uh, theological liberals try to throw our way. They say he was a great ethical teacher. He gave us a lot of principles for living, you know, how to love one another, treat other people. Now, that's all true, but to try to take the ethics of Jesus and separate it from his actual teachings, his claims about himself, his claims about God, his claims about sin and judgment to come. Uh, all of his ethics are definitely taken from his actual claims about who he is, why he came to earth, what his mission was, who God is, what our condition is as sinners. You just can't separate uh, the ethical component of the words of Jesus from what he said about himself. It's, uh, well, it's just, again, it's more fake news if you want to only run with uh, love your neighbor as yourself and, you know, turn the other cheek. That all sounds good. But we believe as Christians that actually we're not very good at doing that. In fact, we can't uh, readily do it. We have to be born again. We're basically selfish sinners who only love ourselves. And unless we surrender to God in faith and repentance, we can't even begin to really love our neighbor as God wants us to do it. So it's really like the Ten Commandments, uh, the first four, have to do with our obligations to God. We have to get right with God first, and then the next six have to do with our obligation with our neighbor. So, uh, well, it's the same when Jesus uh, gave us the great commandment. He said, you know, what do you do? Love God with all your heart, and then love your neighbor as yourself. So, again, that order is important. If we don't get uh, loving God right first, we can't really do the second so when we talk about the commandments, we talk about the ethics of Jesus. And if we just take a watering down feel to those, Bill, uh, you say it's like trashing the Bible or even disemboweling Christianity because Christianity is much more substantial when you marry the teachings of Jesus to the ethics of Jesus. Mm. Yeah, well, again, they have to go together. They're a package deal. You can't just pick and choose those bits that you like. Again, a lot of uh, sentimental, secular humanists and others want to run with some of the uh, ethical statements, loving your neighbor. Hey, that sounds good. We can run with that. Uh, turn the other cheek, this and that. That all sounds, you know, good moral advice. But Jesus never, never came offering mere moral advice. He offered us a whole new way of life uh, based on first recognizing that we're sinners heading to a lost eternity, that in ourselves we're not capable of loving God or others as we should, 
and only by turning to him, by agreeing with him what he said, that he is the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets right with the Father except through him. It's only then, when we get right with God, we receive the Holy Spirit, we can finally start living the way we were originally meant to be living. And that's something we can't do on our own. It's not a question of picking ourselves up by our own bootstraps, trying really hard to be nice to people. It's a question of getting right with God through Christ, the way he said we have to get right with God, and then, and only then, can we really start to properly love others. So again, the teachings of Jesus have to be uh, tied in with the ethics of Jesus, Otherwise, we're really going down the wrong path. In fact, is it fair to say, Bill, that that word love has been Mm -hmm. one of the catalysts for this idea of liberalism creeping in? Because, as we'll remember last year in the marriage debate, so Mm -hmm. many thought love is love. Isn't that the Christian position? But without a definition of love as being obedient to God. That somehow rather lost some of the strength of what biblical Christian love is. Yeah, oh, look, absolutely. Uh, we completely miss what Jesus is talking about if we just run with this kind of humanistic understanding of love and all the other things. In fact, we mentioned there is political liberalism. Well, the truth is they often go together. Uh, If you are a theological liberal, you often push political liberal causes. So as you already mentioned, the homosexual marriage debate, who was pushing that on a political level? Obviously, uh, leftist liberal political parties. But, uh, you know, it falls in suit with theological liberals. Any true Bible-believing Christian knows what God's intention is for human sexuality, including heterosexual marriage. Uh, But the theological liberals, those who have long ago kind of abandoned biblical absolutes, they were happy to march arm-in-arm with their political liberal buddies and say, hey, Jesus is into homosexual marriage, love is love, that's all that matters. Uh, So uh, they really do often go together when you... uh, try to do away with the actual teachings of Jesus and just push these kind of sentimental notions of love and so on, uh, you usually end up running with kind of the left-wing political agenda as well. Okay, so if we're not cautious, Bill, here, and I imagine uh, that there is a call for caution not to allow yourself to slip into a liberalism, but to appreciate the teachings of Jesus Uh, in light of who Jesus is and what his mission is to be. And, of course, when Jesus was asked about what's the greatest commandment, uh, that word love was a part of it too, wasn't it? Uh, Loving the Lord your God with all your heart and then loving your neighbor as yourself. How do you think that that word love ought to be translated into the challenges that we're facing in the year ahead here in 2018, how love might apply to some of the circumstances we might be facing either politically or socially around Australia? Yeah, good question. Uh, Jesus actually answered the question. He time and time again said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. So again, it's not just an emotion or a feeling. Uh, It's something much sturdier than that. If you love Jesus, you keep his commandments. So obviously we uh, believe all of God's word gives us God's commandments. So his views on human sexuality, as we've mentioned, 
That means we don't just run with any kind of sexual lifestyle, but we run with what God in his word has told us is appropriate. So that means that you love God, you obey what he said in these regards. Uh, you know, any other issue of the day, uh, you can think of abortion, euthanasia. You know, people talk about compassion, compassionate killing. Well, uh, it's never compassionate to kill somebody. That's a funny way to relieve suffering by killing the sufferer. So again, we can take biblical ethics and apply it to some of the hot potato political and social uh, issues of the day. And again, that's to think biblically, not just have a watered-down, sentimental, emotional understanding of love and compassion, but to always tie in biblical love with biblical truth. Jesus made his claims of who he is and why he came really to be the central message that he ran with. And of course, for that, he got himself killed. If he was simply talking about, oh, be nice to one another, love each other, try to be kind, you know, he never would have been killed. But he uh, said a whole lot more than that, including, I'm God's son, I'm the only way to God, you're all lost sinners heading to a lost eternity, you need to repent and turn to me. Uh, That's a hard message. So it's much more than a, you know, let's all be nice to one another and hope to get along, and, you know, that's not the the whole uh, gist of the message of Christ. So the caution is, be careful not to allow your faith to be reduced to an empty sentimentality and to appreciate uh, that there is truth that Jesus spoke and that truth sometimes comes into conflict with the culture around us. But even when it does come into conflict, the worst thing would be to simply settle for blending in with those who are in the liberal theology camp and to be the one who stands out and stands on the truth of Christ. Bill, good thoughts, as always. Let me point people to your latest blogs. Simply Google Culture Watch or go to BillMuhlenberg.com. Bill, thanks for being with us again today on 2020. Always a pleasure. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.